Welcome to Be Convinced, a show about sharing life-changing stories of hope. I'm your host, Soraya Diasi Kofelt. I'm an Ivy League-educated lawyer, former judge, small business owner, children's author, and above all, mother, who's passionate about helping to improve lives and convincing you that there is indeed hope for a better future for ourselves and our children. It is my profound desire that after listening to each show, you will indeed be filled with hope. This is episode number six. On my show today, we will continue the conversation about a program titled Brothers in Discipleship, or BID, that was started at First Baptist Church of Glen Arden, which is in the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is a unique program that impacts the daily lives of men, helping them to become better fathers, husbands, church members, and community contributors. The basic tenet is that a man can't know himself and grow himself by himself. This is part two of the show. In the first part, I spoke with the facilitator or leader of BID, Michael Hamer. And today I will be speaking with a dedicated participant, Kevin Harding, so that we can get both perspectives. My passion has always been to spread the love of books and promote the importance of literacy in a child's life. My passion inspired me to write a series of five faith-based children's books about our favorite holidays from a Christian's perspective, Easter, Fourth of July, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. My books are filled with colorful illustrations and lots of humor because children love to laugh. All proceeds from book sales go to the nonprofit foundation as the Stars of the Sky Foundation to help promote literacy. To purchase my books, please visit asastarsofthesky.org or your favorite online bookseller. Thank you. Hi, this is your host, Soraya Diasi Kofelt. Welcome. And I have a wonderful guest today, Kevin Harding, and he'll tell us about himself and his participation in the Brothers in Discipleship program at First Baptist Church of Glen Arden. But before we begin speaking with Kevin, I'd like to give a quote. And the quote is from Mark chapter 12, verse 30 through 31. And the quote is, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. That's the English Standard Version. And why I selected those two verses is because, of course, as Christians, we're to love the Lord. That's our first commandment. And the second commandment is to love your neighbor. And we will be talking about loving our neighbor, working with our neighbor, and men working with men in this very impressive program, Brothers in Discipleship. So welcome, Kevin. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. So tell the listening audience a bit about yourself, please. I am an electronics engineer by trade. I've been married for 26 years to my lovely wife, Donna. We have two daughters, Keisha and Courtney. Keisha just graduated from college. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Well, She's teaching English, taking a year off, and she's been accepted to grad school. So she's about to go back to school. <laughs> and my youngest daughter, Courtney, is in her freshman year of college now. 
Okay, wonderful. So you're a family man. You've been married a long time. And you attend the First Baptist Church of Glen Arden, which is in the Washington, D.C. metro area. Tell us a little bit about the church and how long you've been attending there. The church is great. It's great. It's the... I would say it's the best church on the planet, but you know, I'm a little biased. Yes. <laughs> um, but we moved into the area near the church about 20 years ago. So we started attending at that time. And I, we've been members there for 19 years at the church. Offers so much. My wife and I are heavily involved in the couple's ministry. I sing in the male chorus. And I'm a part of Brothers in Discipleship. You know, my wife and I are a part of Couples in Discipleship. So the the church has a lot to offer, over 100 ministries. So there's something for everyone. Yes, I watched one of the church services recently, and I heard Pastor Jenkins say there are about 120 different ministries so he encourages everyone to become a part of a ministry. So you mentioned you and your wife have been part of couples in discipleship. But what I'd like to focus on today is brothers in discipleship, which is a program. And I keep saying it's so impressive. And I think it's very important for men. And I come at it from not only a Christian's perspective, but also a former judge's perspective, because I had so many Men come through the courtroom. And of course, I, as the family division judge for two and a half years, I handled a lot of divorces. It was very sad for me. And then the juvenile delinquents who came through the courtroom, the problems with not having a father who is active in the home. So I saw a lot of the problems in the family that are almost prevalent now. So I'm passionate about this program, Building Men Up. Tell us why you decided to become a part of BID or Brothers in Discipleship. Well, BID is an invitation-only ministry. So you have to be invited to BID at our church. So you need to have shown some level of maturity in your walk with Christ in order to even be accepted into bid. When I received the invitation, I was excited, excited about it because it gave me the opportunity to work on myself. I have done things, as I said, with couples, with my wife, but this is, bid is about me. So it's about me and my walk with Christ and which in essence helps everything else in my life. Oh, definitely. And to me, it requires a humble heart. You want to improve yourself. Absolutely. I'm not an island unto myself, so I have to better myself in order to help others. I can't instruct you on things that you should or should not do or which direction you should or should not go if I am not getting instructed myself. And how does your wife feel that you are a part of this ministry just as a group of men? I think she was more excited about it than I was. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, no, she was really excited. She understands my personality and she knows that usually when I get involved in things, I'm I'm 100 percent in. So that's wonderful. Excited about it and understanding that me being here and learning what I need to learn 
will also help us as we do other things together in ministry. Yes, plus it'll help you in your profession. It'll help you in in the community. So it has such a tremendous impact being a part of this group. And I believe that the aim is to become more mature in Christ. Do you see it that way? Yes, absolutely. That's what the goal is. I mean, the word discipleship is in there and that's what Jesus commanded us to do is Mm -hmm. to go out and make disciples of men. So of people in general. So you can't make a disciple if you're not a disciple. That's very true. And we had as a guest before you, Michael Hamer, who's the facilitator of your group, and he's been involved with Brothers in Discipleship, I believe it's about 14 years now. And he said that they actually require the wife to sign a document agreeing to the husband's participation. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, it's bid is a three-year commitment. So it's not just a commitment by me. It's a commitment for my entire family because my time is going to be, a lot of my time is going to be invested in bid. So it's not that, not just me that's affected by me being in bid. With my time being away from the family and doing these things, but it's also beneficial to the family. So it's a benefit for everyone, but there is time there. Yes, and that's so true. Would you tell us what are the top three things that you have learned as a participant in BID? Okay, well, so this is my second year of BID, so I still have a ways to go. Yes. Uh, So a, a year and a half left. So far, I think one of the main things is spending more time with God on a daily basis. I think that's really one of the main focuses of being a disciple is spending time with God. So I I spend a lot of time in the morning. I'm an early riser anyway. So I just come downstairs and I spend time reading, reading my Bible, memorizing scripture, which is one of the things that we have to do in bed anyway, and praying. I do that on a daily basis. And it has been great for my life. It refreshes me. Um, I'm ready to go in the morning, you know, working from home as it is because of the pandemic. So that just rejuvenates me in the morning to give me that extra oomph to to get the work done. That's an important discipline. Yes. Yeah, it it is. And sometimes I, I may not be able to do it and I miss it. It's become a part of me. It's like, oh, I did. I have to get this done, so I have to make some time at the end of the day to yeah. to get it done. So you know, I'm always looking for that. I when found I, in my own life, if I omit doing that quiet time in the morning and the reading, that I find sometime in the day I'll say, okay, what's wrong, and then it'll go back to that. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't yeah. do that. I put yeah. it off. Exactly. It gets to the point where you feel it in the end that you didn't get this done today. Yes. Oh, yeah. So it's wonderful. It's built in this discipline. You're communicating more with God, praying more. So what has been another thing that you have learned? So every time I say this to people, they don't believe. But I'm an introvert by nature. So Yeah, that's hard to believe. (laughs) (laughs) I am. And, I, you know, I'd be alone without any problems whatsoever. 
and be content being alone. But Bid has shown me that that I'm required to fellowship with other believers. And it has allowed me to do that and help others in the process where we're um, helping one another. What do you mean by helping one um, another? So, I mean, men tend to keep things bottled up inside. Mm-hmm. So bid gives us that that vehicle to let some of those things out where we're not being judged about what we say. We're being supported. We're being uplifted. We're being nurtured. And we have the ability to nurture others. So we're all in this together. And iron sharpens iron. So Definitely. It helps us all. And that's one of the major things that BID offers that is hard to find in a church where men can go and be free to discuss whatever issues they may have, things they're dealing with, whether they're good or bad. They can freely express those. Yes. On that issue in particular, that requires a lot of faith in the fellow members that are participating to keep things confidential. How important is confidentiality? It's really important because nothing will run a man away from things, anything, if he feels that he's not in a safe space, if that space isn't safe, if that information, it takes men a while to open up in general, and especially to other men, that fear of of being judged or, mm-hmm. you know, rejected is something that men tend to have. And you need that ability to feel safe. And all of us, we go into bid knowing that's one of the tenets of bid. It is stressed from bid leadership down to the facilitators. What's said in bid stays in bid. And we all adhere to that. That's that's very important. Yeah. We, we don't want to hear about something that was said in the classroom somewhere else. And you know that it was one of our brothers here that basically violated the trust of our group. Yes. And leaked it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That that's a, a very important concept for confidentiality. And then you were going to tell us about a third thing that you have learned in bed. So it was basically about sharing about sharing what it means to be a disciple. That was the one of the, the main things that we've learned this year was how to express what it is being a disciple, how it relates to my life. What am I doing to foster discipleship in others? Whether it be, mm-hmm. you know, with me singing in the choir or in the couples ministry, or me spending time with in the Word, spending time with God, reading my Word and praying, and then having a testimony to tell, having a story to tell. This is so what true. God is doing for me. This is what God has done for me. Just sometimes we just yeah. sit back and just look over our lives and evaluate our lives. We'll see different places in our lives where God has done things for us that we don't even think about. So that that's that's true. That's yeah. It's really important to me. Yes, and sharing how God has helped you through, whether it's you or your wife or your children or every or everyone in your family helped you through a challenging time. 
that will be something that's a testimony that will be a benefit to someone else. Yes. So this whole concept of sharing, as you mentioned, you're a disciple and that's part of the, what we're called to do is to share and not keep things to ourselves because God has blessed us so much and done so much for us. Yeah. So how would people know what, what God is able to do if they don't have a relationship with him and you're not telling them about what he's done for you? That's so true. That's such a good point. So you've participated, you said this is one and a half years, so you're halfway through. How has your participation, your studies, quiet time, praying and studying the word? And when I say your studies, I meant your studies with the material in the big group. How has that benefited you both personally, then your family life and then your work life? I mean, it it has created a lot of Mm self-examination. So you sit back and look and say, wow, I think I'm falling short in this particular area. So I need to I need to work on this area of my life or or this particular thing. So it has generated a lot of self-examination. Family life, I would say. My wife and I, like I said, we've been through couples in discipleship and we do a lot of things together. We pray together as part of our normal habits. My family, you know, That's wonderful. we pray together. Yes. But it has helped us in my family in this way. My daughter is in one of the ministries for young women at the church. And so she's mm-hmm. learning scriptures. Sometimes I'll be able to recite scriptures with her, depending on what she's learning. But to offer a deeper insight into the scriptures is for her to understand that it's just not a memory exercise. You need to get the scripture embedded into you, and then you will know that time when you need that scripture, it will flow freely from you. It will come back to your mind. This is what God said about this particular situation. And this is how I can get out of this situation. This is how he'll solve this problem for me. He's already told it to us. You just need to remember it. Yes. Yes. That's wonderful. So you're being a mentor to her as a father and also helping her understand more deeply the verses in the Bible that she may just be reciting. Mm -hmm. uh, But there's such deep meaning to these verses. And what about your work life, your professional life. How has the BID program helped you there? I mean, I think it it makes me more accountable. We talk about it in in BID about all aspects of our lives and, and how we are to respond and be accountable on certain levels. And like I said, it it creates self-examination, a lot of self-examination. And, you know, am I living up to what God expects of me or my job? Am I working as hard as I can? Am I cutting corners? You know, what am I doing? How is my character? I'm on Zoom because of the pandemic. I don't have anybody just right here. Even though I really only have one person above me, I have people under me, but still speaks to character. You know, character is what you do when people are not around. So what am I doing when people are not around? You know, yes. so, you yeah. know, I, so that part of my work, self-examination there, am I living yes. up to, to what God's expectations are of me or my job? Right. Being honest, being truthful, 
being a leader, what God has called you to do. That's that's a very good point. And then what about in your community? Has it impressed you to go out into your community and do more? Well, with the pandemic, it is kind of difficult. But before the yes, pandemic, yes. yeah, before yes, the pandemic, yes. again, this is one of the tenets of BID is about community. It's about taking care of others. A lot of our time is spent, would normally be spent doing that. Before this all started, you know, it was going out and evangelizing. So you do that. We had families that we took care of, that we took food to on a monthly basis. We had a few families that we would take care of. So, I mean, there were trips to the local jail that you would go and speak to brothers there. So bid is all about community. I mean, it is, again, we go back to discipleship where you can't do so much discipling inside of the church. You need to get outside the church to disciple. So that's um, so true. And I think that's such a wonderful point. Yes. Yeah. So we're coming to the close of the show. It really went fast. And I really enjoyed hearing you and how you've matured in the word as a result of this program. Would you recommend that other churches adopt a similar program to bid? Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of churches are, are, we know that just from statistics, there are more women in church than there are men. So when you have these types of programs that can help foster more involvement from men, because men draw men. Men are there. They can bring other men to the church in order to have a bigger role in church. And again, I go back to what Jesus commanded of us all, and that's to go and make disciples of all nations. So in order for us to do what we were commanded to do, it wasn't a suggestion. It was a commandment. So that's what we all should do. So I would encourage any church to, yes, have a program, something like this, that start a be a program or whatever you want to call it. Just have something that men can help other men to be yes. discipled. That's wonderful. And do you look forward to finishing the last year and a half of the program? Yes, I want to see where I am. I can't wait to see how I've grown. We took a little test in the beginning. So this is where you are now. So I'll see where I am then. And hopefully there's an exponential rise in the process. (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure there will be. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Kevin. And I know the story is going to be a blessing to many others. So again, thank you again. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me on the show, Be Convinced, as we share life-changing stories of hope. As you wake up each morning, consider the impactful words of American poet Maya Angelou. This is a wonderful day. I have never seen this one before.